Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode three of season three of Transformers Animated. It is Transwarped Part Three. We got all the threes. <laughs> this episode is written by Marsha Griffin. Uh, and let's hope third time's charm, bringing it back from the Michael Ryan mess. And the last time in the Michael Ryan mess, uh, man, I really shit on that guy a lot. I feel, I actually, you know what? I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> uh, last time on Transformers Animated, Megatron gained control of Omega Supreme and Bulk warped Bumblebee back to Earth just in time to witness Sari becoming a robot. And in this episode, B is down after an attack from Surrey. Mm-hmm. He's down, but he's not dead. He's just terribly, terribly hurt. Just a <laughs> horrible Marvin the Martian. But uh, Balkan says something about how we need to get that key back from Surrey. And Rats is like, I don't need a key to do my job. And he gets the jumper cables out. Shut and- up, Paul. It's a flashback. It is a flashback. It's uh, a Ratchet finding, I guess, a dying Omega Supreme. Yeah, he's all banged up and smashed. And Ratchet gets inside him and... Omega's like, Ratchet, is that you? And his spark is fading, so Ratchet has to put him in modified stasis. There was a bit I did like here where he's like, wait a minute, I was built to protect, but I destroyed like a Decepticon, yeah. and his like primitive brain can't understand that. I kind of liked hearing that regret. But yeah, they put him in stasis, and he's in the spaceship mode, and this was a better transformation but still not a great one and then we go back to the present and sorry he's still trash in the street and they're like oh yeah yeah that's happening it's like they forgot about her it <laughs> she's really still is. like zooming around on her rocket powered laser skates whatever they are cutting down street lights and ratchet's like we need to get that key back from her and ratchet's like i already told you i don't need the damn key and it's like i'm not getting it for you we gotta get it out of sorry maybe it'll shut her down <laughs> so um they optimus bulk and prowl head out and optimus is like uh bulk you follow me and prowl do you do a thing and you'll know when it's time to do it they like literally don't have a plan <laughs> but i got i don't know i guess bulk and optimus throw a bunch of <laughs> i-beams around sorry and then prowl does a ninja flip over and yoinks away the key yep he gets it out of her chest and that shuts off the go-go gadget laser skates but her arm blades they disappear for a second but then they immediately come back on and she just starts cutting her way through these steel beams they put up yeah and conveniently when that starts happening prowl's got the key now ratchet calls in he's like uh i do need the key <laughs> yes so prowl heads off with that he's like never mind what i said but uh he goes back with the key and bulkhead's like well now what do we do and optimus is like i don't know <laughs> it's like no plan whatsoever <laughs> None. so uh ratchet starts cranking the key and Bumblebee's key slot and it doesn't work. Prowl assumes it's just out of power and gives him a you can do it yourself. You don't need the key speech. Meanwhile, Sari, she's seriously running out of gas now, I guess. She's out of breath, but she still can't stop herself from wrecking things and Bulkhead tells her, well, why don't you try holding it in like when you need to go to the sleep room? <laughs> <laughs> the restroom? Uh, but, okay, here's the thing is, as she was saying, I can't hold it in, I can't control it, she's very calmly walking up to them. Yes. So it's getting better, I guess. But holding this sin, whatever it is, just makes things worse. She starts charging up like Goku or whatever his name is from Dragon Ball. And she yeah. just unleashes this energy wave that slams them into the building across the street. And then we go back to Ratchet, who's got like X-ray vision. And he actually stabilizes B the old-fashioned way. And then Optimus gives him a call and... He basically he says we may ha- need to kill Sari. <laughs> yeah, she's about to explode, and somehow he knows the only thing that can stop that is Ratchet's EMP thing. And Ratchet's like, man, I don't know what that thing's gonna do to a techno organic. It could kill her for all we know. So he uses it on her, and it kills her. Commercial break. The end. Bye. <laughs> 
But when we come back, we're on Cybertron, and it's Lockdown's theme music in the background. Did you notice that? Yeah. The doom 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 doom. It sounds like Flight of the Skajak, whatever, Green Jello. But yeah, it, Long Arm Prime drives into what I thought looked very much like Metroplex. Very he gives much. Cliff Jumper a blue box that apparently is sensitive material to be disposed of. Now, two things I have to say. One, I, I really like the look of Cybertron here. Every mm. series has their own look, and this was... It fit in the style of animated, but it still looked cool. Right away, you know what it is. Uh, but also, that blue box, was that blur? Oh, I never even thought of that. It looks all crushed it's and It's the right colors now. Oh, that's... Kind of oh, fucked that's up. perfect. <laughs> I kind of like that. Anyway, uh, Longarm goes to his private uh, quarters, I guess. And then, and I don't know why he has to do this, but every time he talks to Megatron, he has to transform back into Shockwave, which he does. Yeah, it's like Shockwave wouldn't know who he is. Like, why would you risk doing that? What if Cliff Jepper walked in here, yeah, boss? Here's your exactly. coffee. Like, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, he tells Megatron <laughs> that all the space bridges are closed, and Megatron's like, you know what? Don't worry, I got this one. Yep, and now back with Stryka's group at their captured space bridge, the elite guard ship is moving in, and she's all set to bend that ship into pretzels, but Megatron radios in and is like, all Decepticons fall back or else there's going to be consequences. And they do, they fall back, and then on the ship, like Jazz and the rest of the elite guard do not know why they're leaving. Yep, they're Splitsville, and Jazz says. Yep. <laughs> well, back at the Autobot base, Ratchet comes into the room where the other guys are waiting, and he's got Sari rewired the old-fashioned way to bypass the circuits that made her go haywire, and now her father is here. He came as soon as he could, and the Autobots are like, what's he doing here, and who told him where the base is? Yeah, that I okay. That I laughed out loud. It's like, do you know how many like the Constructicons have stumbled on the base? <laughs> uh, lockdowns found the base. Like there have been so many people, and the base still isn't hidden. It's just out in the open. I thought it'd be funny if he was like, yeah, and apparently I own this fucking place to make with the rent. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Optimus does have a neat line where he's like, um, you know what? I've decided there's no more secrets in this family. So yeah. it's kind of neat to see the family unit expand. So yeah, Optimus takes him to Sari and Dr. Sumdex like, she looks like a teenager now. And they, oh, you know, and, and oh, sorry, on that, Paul, did, did it sound like Sari's voice was different? Uh, it's not as childlike. Like Tara Strong can do any voice she wants. She's oh, totally, unbelievably yeah. talented. It's, but yeah, it, she's taken it down a... I wouldn't say an octave, but definitely down a little bit. Yeah, it sounds like a teenager's voice now. Uh, but anyway, while some Daxi and her outside, Bumblebee conveniently summarizes the last two episodes. <laughs> yes. But then he starts to transwarp again, and Bulkhead just pulls the whatever it was out of him and shuts it off because Bubbly's wide, and why didn't I think of that? And Bulkhead's like, because you're not a space bridge genius. When the actual answer is, because you're an idiot. <laughs> But speaking of space bridges, one opens over the planet and Omega Supreme appears in the sky and he apparently he can hover without any visible means of doing so. And they're like, oh, you're alive. But then he starts flying around shooting at them. Yeah. And very quickly. Well, I guess not very quickly because he, uh, Ratchet yells at him. What are you doing? And it, uh, Omega Supreme transforms. But instead of Omega Supreme's face, it's Megatron's face. Yeah. Behind the, the little red face shield thing. And Megatron starts trying to stomp them and starts blasting at them. And ha ha ha. Isn't it ironic? The source of your Autobot victory in the Great War is now going to destroy you. Okay, I know I shit on this series a lot. It's got its ups and downs for me. Kind of everything after here, the last half of this episode, I really enjoyed. This fight with Omega Supreme and the what's happening at different levels is good. There's a dumb thing about the Shin, but we'll get into <laughs> that. Uh, but while, uh, what, Omega Megatron Supreme, whatever he is, 
um, is stomping around, Optimus realizes we got to get him away from the city. Yeah, and he wants Ratchet to stay with Sari just in case they need to undo his patch job and unleash her on Omega Supreme because that's absolutely not ridiculous. But Ratchet <laughs> opens the panel on Bumblebee's arm and he just turns something okay, up. This. And what it is is the power of his stingers. It wasn't the key. Nothing evolved. He just no. unlocked something on B. And Optimus, there's a bit where Optimus is like, hey, battlefield stingers aren't ready for uh, except for combat bots. And Ratchet's like, oh, this is the right time. Fucking sue me. Storms off. (laughs) They transform and make a break for it and ramp into the friggin' river. And Megatron (laughs) follows them, but he can't detect them because of the moisture on this planet. It's very, very moist. (laughs) Yes, it it is a moist planet. (laughs) So, yeah, they're they're driving along underwater. And uh, Prowl all of a sudden has... Why is he so good with the Cyber Ninja stuff? Like, we established he failed Cyber Ninja school, but now he's like, if I could get inside and use the Cyber Ninja powers, I could control Omega Supreme. <laughs> Break his Megatron's control, I guess. But Bulkhead's like, man, that trick never works. But Optimus is like, well, it's our only option. So Bumblebee and Bulkhead will be the distraction while he and Prowl sneak inside. No doubt about it. Gotta get another hit. <laughs> uh, so, okay, this was the bit about the shin. They go up to uh, sneak inside, and there's conveniently this axe. Ax- port on Omega Supreme Shin. They swim inside and then they get in and jump out of a little porthole with water in it. So that's where they come in. They get attacked by claws and Optimus basically says, don't worry, I got this. You go to the uh, spark chamber. Prowl runs to the end of a hallway that is within sight of Optimus and there's the spark. So Omega <laughs> Supreme spark is in his left shin. <laughs> I never even thought of that. But yeah, Prowl gets inside the spark chamber and transforms his hand into something that plugs into the controls. And now we're watching Tron. Absolutely. It, yeah, they're, yeah, Prowl's a holog- hologram, really. Jumping around, everything's neon. And he's looking for Omega Supreme, but it is Megatron who appears and he attacks. And commercial break. And when we come back, he attacks. <laughs> yeah, and Prowl tells Omega, uh, you got to join with my processor and we can resist Megatron's control. So he does and he does there that would do me to do yeah it was kind of yeah i mean it made for a decent commercial break but there was no real fight in tron world no and then in the real world that just jolts megatron out of the wires he had hooked up to his head controlling him and outside omega just stops and does that robot thing it's like power down like stoops forward yeah uh so optimus inside uh biffs his axe into Megatron, it like lodges into his shoulders, and he just turns around. He's like, Oh, you again. He doesn't even flinch when it hits him. He just turns around and goes, Oh, really? We're doing round three in this fucking ship? Well, here's your axe, axe back, bud. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Optimus has a great bit where he does catch it and he's like, All right, let's go. But and we didn't mention this earlier when Megatron arrived, he had a line about, he's like, ah, oh, you remember who I am. But fortunately, I don't remember your name. And now <laughs> when he meets Optimus, he's like, you again. This is, maybe it's fate that we're doing this here, at the, you know, on this bridge again. So I kind of like that, that this is the moment where Megatron is finally recognizing Optimus Prime as a legitimate pain in his ass. And uh, now it's on. Optimus dodges Megatron's for, like, charge. He's just- Gets out of the way, Megatron just sails right past him, and then Megatron gets in behind him and takes him out pretty quick, slams him against the wall, and now he's off to finish that pesky cyber ninja. Uh, Which he finds very quickly in the shin. Um, (laughs) But before he can grab Prowl, Optimus just boots him in the head. (laughs) Yeah, drop kicks him into the wall, and uh, Megatron's like, oh, you have persistence. I hate persistence. (laughs) (laughs) So outside, um, 
Omega Supreme like powers up and starts firing again, um, but starts going. And it's a uh, Starscream. Starscream's face is in the screen now. Yeah, and Sark Starscream. Dare I say Sark Scream? Blasts Tron Prowl inside oh, the computer. God. Oh yes, yeah, awful. Uh, but that knocks real world Prowl and Optimus back through a trap door. And Megatron's like, "Excellent work, Starscream." And which I don't know why he thought Starscream did it for him because Star- Starscream even says, uh, "I did this for me." Fuck you. And gets Megatron in those like. <laughs> you know arcade claws yeah the and, robot and then outside optimus calls ratchet and he's like uh we're gonna have to use sorry yeah they might need to do that thing they talked about after all but ratchet's like over my sparkless shell you are and he transforms and rolls it so inside omega supreme megatron's trying to convince starscream hey whoa whoa don't waste your energy on here go to Cybertron and waste your energy on taking over that planet. And Starscream's like, that's a stupid, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea, but he can't get the transwarp drive to work. And outside, the Autobots try and get back inside the same hatch they went in before, but Starscream's got it locked up good and tight. They can't put a dent in it. Yeah, they all just throw every weapon they have. It's kind of a fun, just, you know, try, fail, try, fail, try, fail. Uh, so <laughs> then Omega gets a break like he kind of cuts through starscream for a second and says to ratchet hey i hate what i am please shut me down and ratchet doesn't want to have to use the emp thing again today he already had to do it once when he didn't want to and omega comes back to a line that ratchet told him earlier when he said that you trained me to defend like an autobot but i destroyed like a decepticon Mm -hmm. and ratchet told him sometimes we have to do what we must even if it doesn't make sense and omega says the same thing to him yeah so after all that build up ratchet uses the mp and it just doesn't do anything nope doesn't do a damn thing and starscream transforms omega and starts to fly off but optimus grabs on with the grappling hook and this part i really like where B is like, hey, what if we uh, transwarp this thing? We, you know, we, we could transwarp them away. And Bulk's like, no, no, no. This is just the engine. It won't direct you anywhere. If you use this, you'll go willy-nilly throughout the galaxy. And then they both go willy-nilly throughout the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, so Bulkhead just picks Bumblebee up and launches them again, Rocky and Bullwinkle style. And Bumblebee hits the rocket boosters, like second stage of the thing here. And I guess he has those whenever he wants now. And yeah. he flies up and tosses this thing to Optimus, who somehow heard this plan, even though he was hanging from a flying <laughs> rocket-powered spaceship that would have been miles away by now, but yeah, either way. He swings up and stuffs it into this damaged part of the hull, and he jumps for it, just as Omega goes into Transwarp. And Ratchet conveniently there is there with his magnet power, so he stops being Optimus from slamming into the ground. But we go back to Sari, and she wakes up and she's learned her lesson. She should have take things, taken things slower. Yep, he sh- she should have listened to Ratchet, and Dr. Sumdak, he should have trusted Sari to be able to handle the truth about her, and then, since they're all being honest, Bumblebee thanks Ratchet for saving him, and Ratchet's like, well, I guess I'm not as obsolete as I thought, which is good because he and Bulkhead still need to figure out how to contact Cybertron. And on Cybertron, the Elite Guard Council, I guess, they're, they're meeting, and uh, basically they finally acknowledge there's a Decepticon double agent. Yeah, there must be a spy in their midst, and Longarm says, well, it must be Wasp, because all this shit started when he escaped, right? And because he is so fucking stupid ultra magnus believes that like that the decepticons would allow themselves to be led by some piss ant like wasp like it's like he never heard your rant (laughs) but uh yeah magnus puts jazz and dickhead on the case and then says they need to contact optimus prime it's been deca cycles since we last heard from him deca cycles it's like they haven't listened to your rant (laughs) 
<laughs> it's the only use that prefix ever gets is on Transformers. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Sentinel and Jazz are tasked with finding the double agent. Longarm does so, he, like, he overexerts himself so much where Ultra Magnus says, oh, you know, Sentinel and Jazz, you, you know, find the double agent, but also get in touch with Optimus. And Longarm's like, uh, it has to go through me. All communications go through me. Right? Right? <laughs> For security. And then outside, Omega Supreme appears above Cybertron, but then transwarps randomly. All over the galaxy. Yes, with Starscream screaming, No! Well, I think everyone saw this one coming a mile away. All this time, Bumblebee Stingers were capable of doing more damage, but they were just set to stun. Is that it? Only combat bots get battle-grade stingers? Well, if you think about it, in most places in the developed world, the police and the military are the ones with the weapons, and I'm not trying to imply anything. I'm just stating a fact. Maybe Cybertron's the same way. And if so, then your average garden-variety Autobot schmuck like Bumblebee probably wouldn't be armed to the teeth. It wasn't his job to be a frontline combatant. Well, it is now. It has been since they first got to Earth, and lo and behold, so did the Decepticons. Why wouldn't Ratchet have turned Bumblebee Stingers up full blast as soon as he realized it was just him and his buddies against the Decepticons? It's not like Bumblebee would do anything harmful to humans with them, any more than the wacky shenanigans he already gets up to. He's an Autobot. He's not going to hurt any humans intentionally. Besides, it'd be killing mosquitoes with a sledgehammer if he wanted to start holding up stores or jacking cars. He can do that already. What other things is Ratchet holding back on? All right, Prowl, now your hologram can shoot lightning bolts from his mustache. Bulkhead, come here. I, while I adjust your dip switches, it'll make you less stupid and clean. Well, here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Netpickers Podcast Show, Transwarp Part 3, the end of that trilogy. Paul, huh? what do you think? Uh, it was definitely a better ending than the middle part was, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's a good way to, to wrap it up, so to speak. Everybody survived. Yeah, yeah. Marsha Griffin came in and saved that for sure. Uh, like I said, I, I liked all that Omega Supreme stuff in the second act. This episode would have truly won me over if Prowl just shot Sorry in the head. It was like, <laughs> I have a solution. Bang! <laughs> it's, uh, oh, what game is that where, um, it's in Automatron in Fallout 4 where the, the, the Robo Brain tells you the simplest solution to help humans? Just kill them. They're going to die anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I do hold out hope that Teenage Sorry will be easier to take than her, you know, previous incarnation. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, the next episode Paul and I are going to review is Three's a Crowd. If you want a disappointing threesome, you can contact <laughs> us on Twitter. I'm at John Soapy. Paul's at PMacPherson1. Yeah, David Usher's on there if you want to say hi to him and make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you listen to Moist with, and tell all your friends. Tell everybody you know. You can tell them they can find very moist episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. Until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Because you're not a space bridge genius.